Good morning, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. I'm your morning, my as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Hope everybody's ready for the big clash against Man United tonight. Yeah, of course, we're already on the US tour. Um, kicked off the MLS Skills Challenge a couple of days ago. Um, representing Arsenal in this um, uh, Skills Challenge was Ramsdale, Runison, Timber, Havertz, Balogun, Trusty, Jorginho, Kivio, Holding, and Marquinhos. And I mean, look, I've, like, leading up to this whole thing, I was now, you know, almost like trying to get myself into the kind of feel of it because I think the last two years, um, the MLS all started with, you know, having their little challenges against, I believe it was twice against the, that, you know, the Mexican. It was like a selectively uh, eight or whatever nine man squad, and I mean I think that they I think they won the 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 Mexican All Stars won the one year and then the, I think last year the all uh, US or MLS All Stars actually won it so it was going to be interesting to go into the challenge and the first challenge that took place was the shooting challenge I don't know if you got to watch any of it then. I, I watched it a bit of a highlight of it I didn't get up like you and I think you woke up was it. <laughs> 1 a.m. your time to go out. So I, I actually, you know, was still sleeping that time, but I got a glimpse of a bit of the highlights. But I mean, you know, it'll be interesting to hear how it went again. Yeah, I mean, look, the Americans, like, you know, the MLS All Stars, they went first. They, you know, put up their little score because it's like, you know, first one goes and the other goes. And, that, and I mean, for us, was Timber, Balogun, and Kivio. And I mean, for me, Timber started off well. Balogun, I think, was all over the place, like shooting wise. And then I was like, surprise, surprise, when Arsenal needed now to chase that, that, um, the score eventually that the MLS All Stars put up, Kivio actually did it with ease. I mean, for, I mean, look, if you think of the sort of flack that he was getting, and that, and then you look at a guy like this, that's now quite new to the squad, and he comes in like, you know, Mr. Cool, like, doesn't get phased by the crowd or anything, and he just does his thing. Yeah, no, he was excellent. Like, I saw that, um, especially his clip of I was just taking out, like, you know, putting the ball against the target, getting the points, even he got one in the top ends as well. Yeah. Uh, then the next challenge was um, the touch challenge. That was actually quite interesting also because I think they first, like, fire, like, about five uh, extended balls. And then I think by the time that, like, the last three years of balls and it's like the balls are orange, so it's not like the scores are going to be doubled when it goes into those little, uh, you know, that, that, that side angle bins. And I mean, uh, Arvids did quite well and Marquinhos did quite well because, I mean, especially with that, because that, uh, especially with the orange balls, I think it's shot from behind the, the, the that, that little stench, stench in the, the like at that, that, that um, event. So you don't actually see it. It's almost like it's coming out totally blind for you. So. To actually now yeah, see the ball get shot up and then having to you know get yourself under it and then control and do the finish it was actually quite interesting and that's why I mean I think that's what the uh, Marquinhos did so well in that also and I mean I was surprised even in Harvard's doing that quite well in that. Yeah, you know actually like if you didn't watch that video like people were showing the clips of the Harvard's like almost um, his like, mistakes and then they were like saying, yeah, Arsenal spent 65 million for that. It just shows like the <laughs> the kind of people that want to spew the negativity. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't watch that whole thing, you would think, you know, it, it didn't go well for him. I think the, the cross challenge, I mean, look, I think it was, 
based on the points factors and that I think it was something like 125 points to zero because Arsenal did actually quite poorly in that because um, it was like, I mean, even like, not only that, but I mean, okay, Ramsdale did well because he was like supposed to be stopping the shots, getting fired from the MLS All-Star and then Runason came in and I mean, he was almost like a statue because I mean, it didn't also look like he was mentally wanting to be there at the event at all because I think, I don't know, there's also like a, a disconnect between him and the club at the moment, you know, since he's almost like just got in there because Matt Turner's given extra time off after the Gold Cup stuff that he played in for the USA. So, yeah, the goals, of course, get, got fired in past Runison quite a lot. But, I mean, by the time uh, Harvard came in, he was, I mean, he was kind of, you know, all over the place with his, his shooting. And, I mean, Balagon didn't do any better because he was almost like winding himself but the balls were like end up you know just bobbling to the keeper so, like not timing anything because i think it was also the rush or the with the you know the 30 second thing that they were doing as well there's a passing challenge there we actually looked sharp again uh, uh trusty okay he was a bit shaky but i mean Jorginho pulled Arsenal back in the competition and give your source through to the end there. Your Kivio has been uh, quite, a, quite a player. I'm sure he can push him probably further up the pitch the way he's, he's doing things on the ball. And then came, like, you know, finally the crossbar challenge. And I think with the, the way that the scenarios also played out by then, Arsenal needed, I think, because I think the first shot you have to take from just outside the box. So Arsenal just needed, like, two to go into the, when you go to the 40-yard mark of, of hitting the crossbar. And... Holding and, and, and um, what's the other one? Holding and, oh, Balogun. They did it with ease. Because actually Ramsdale said actually before that, this is uh, holding sort of ballpark. Because this is where he, like, you know, because he always does it after training. They say a lot, that crossbar challenge stuff. And then by the time, I mean, the last, uh, the, when it came to the 40-yard line, uh, Trussi ended up, you know, snatching it for Arsenal. Because, I mean, everybody was having pops at the crossbar. And everybody was also just narrowly missing. But, I mean, Trusty was cool, cool and calm. And, I mean, he kind of made up for that, that blunders that he made early on in the <laughs> in the challenge. <laughs> but, I mean, Arsenal ended up going there. And I think with that mindset already, it, it also, like, carried that vibe into the next day when we, Arsenal then played the All-Stars at Audi Field. And um, Arsenal went in. I don't know how much you got to watch for the match. But, I mean, Arsenal went in with... Uh, for the first half, Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Kivio, and then Jorginho, Trossard, Vieira making up midfield, and then up front, Saka, Jesus, and Ketia. So interesting midfield combination, if you think about it. There's not a, not a lot of strength and, um, what's the word, you know, that athleticism to, like, get up and down. I know Trossard has that legs in him, but Vieira doesn't have that quite, uh, you know, that, that lung-busting runs. And, and Jorginho also, you know, he just positions himself well. And, you know, interesting to note that that, that, that left-back position, it seems like um, Arteta even prefers Kivio at left-back over Tierney. Yeah, yeah. It's looking more and more, yeah. Very true. Um, I mean, the one thing I have to say is, like, like Saliba was outstanding in that first half. Because, um, look, as much as people were saying, yeah, you know, it's just a friend in that, there was a bit of spice to the game because um, I will message, uh, talk about it a little bit later in the podcast, but um, 
look, there were some meeting challenges going in from both sides at times, especially from the MLS side. But um, Arsenal, you know, kind of held their own. As I said, Saliba played quite well. Trossard was like pulling the strings in midfield because he had very much like a roaming role. But I mean, he was always when needed, he had to be, you know, in that slot that I mentioned, like on the pitch. Vieira at times looked like a bit lightweight still because I mean, even that guys were bundling him over with no effort. Um, up front, I think we look dangerous. And I mean, that being said, uh, in the fifth minute, Georgina ends up set, sending a fantastic ball for Saka to run onto. And then by the time Saka cuts inside the box, lays the ball up for Jesus. Jesus ends up uh, chipping the former Dortmund goalkeeper, Berkey. And Arsenal go one all up with a, I mean, a fantastic ding chip. Yeah, that was a fantastic goal. Reminds me similar to something he scored against Leicester. Obviously, a different range, but yeah. that same idea, you know. And you kind of wonder where is that sometimes that confidence when he's in the Premier League because I mean he shows he can, he, he can finish. Um, did you, you say Ketia started out wide on the left? Yeah, yeah. How did that combination work? Because look, like I said, I, I I saw the goals, I saw a bit of the play, but obviously in in in, in the highlights package, you don't get to see like you know the true combination and fully the thing. So how did he do outside on the left? Is it something? You think Arteta could use, you know, at certain games, some games, or is it something that didn't work out as well? Or was he moving more into the centre and even Jesus was playing, interchanging? The thing is, what I found he did well, look, it's very much like a 50-50 thing, because he gets that thing of, you know, getting past the, the, the fullback. He gets that part right. But then he gets to the, almost like to the, close to the dead ball line. And then he does not have that, almost like that sort of prowess to, you know, wriggle himself through because as very much you can see, he's like a you know a, a six-yard box or whatever finisher. So he's not like he should not actually be in that position. That is your your Martinelli's, your Trossards, or whatever. Something that can do almost like something of the unexpected to, to wriggle through to you know open that sort of space for somebody like Nketi to finish. Because there were numerous occasions where Nketi did a fantastic say one-two gets in the box, but then it's like he's I don't know, he, he kind of stiffens up in the box where he, he doesn't get that sort of angle range of passing that you need to, you know, that, that little 45s that you need to lay up for someone yeah. to step in. That you don't get right. But, I mean, he did look okay. I mean, I, I would have probably, you know, <laughs> I can help you a lot in this case. But, I mean, he didn't do that bad of a job because it's almost like, look, Saka was giving that, they left back a total nightmare because, if, like with every chance that was coming when it was coming from that uh, right flank, that guy was like the one minute he's looking at Saka, like I mean, you know, dead in the eye, and by the time he turns his head to like you know, pivot to look where the pass is coming from, then Saka is gone already, like you know, darting behind his back. And this is something that I picked up even with the with the Nuremberg game. Saka looks way more deadly. He looks like very like a live wire right now. So I just think if we can manage his physical condition, you know, it's going to bode well for us for the, actually the whole season because, you know, like a fresh sucker is like a dangerous sucker because right. as I said, he was like, you know, not only just peeling out wide, the minute he starts seeing like people coming close to him, he does like a quick one-two with somebody and when you look again, he's darting himself into the box. So he looks more of like, you know, very attack-minded and that's like fantastic to watch. And also just going back on the game again, uh, 23rd minute, Again, Saka tearing it up down on the right flank, cuts inside. 
laser ball up to Trossard. And I mean, I, in a way, I was while watching the game, I first thought, is Trossard not going to do like a party type thing where he's going to just really, you know, put a vicious bend on the ball? But I mean, the minute he saw that, that um, defensive midfielder slip once, he already knew he was going to cut inside. And by the time the, the guys were like all flat-footed trying to readjust, but by that time, Trossard's already inside of his line, and then he just ends up whooping a ball and curling the ball past the keeper and also the 2-0 up. Yeah, it was a, an amazing finish that showed yeah. a good presence of mind, and he, he, he seems to, to if you give him the slightest bit of space, he makes it like, you know, big space. He's very much Santi-like, actually. Yeah. Then, I mean, second half, we had like uh, three blocks of substitutions. The first block was Carl uh, Hein came on it, straight at halftime, Odegaard and Havertz. The second block was in played out at 65 minutes with Martinelli, Tierney, Timber, Tomiyasu, Rice, Balogun, and Marquinhos coming on. And the final batch was in 80th minute when Trusty came on. Um, with regards to the goals, uh, 47th minute, Arsenal get the penalty 13 seconds into the second half. Uh, Jorginho, of course, steps up with his famous penalty-taking style. And I mean, it even left the, the MLS backup keeper just laughing by the, the way he was... It was like off on his backside the way because he could not read that Jorginho, that top skip jump penalty thing. Would you let Jorginho take a penalty, you know, if he's on the field and during the season, or do you stick it with Saka? No, I'll stick with Saka in the like in a league season, Saka. But I mean I think in, in, in Europe it could come in very handy that, that style of penalties because the stakes are so high, especially group stages where you can I'm not saying you can arrest the, like a penalty miss, but I'm just saying like so, like some of these keepers will not have played him like you know say week in week out or stuff like that. Where yeah. I think the Premier League people already know you know what little things to look out for in in, in his way of penalty taking. Uh, then 84th minute, Odegaard freeing Martinelli with the audacious. Yeah. It easily looked like a what 40 yard, 45 yard pass, but I mean that trajectory, you know, that ball was almost like you know just perfect to run onto, and I mean on the um, uh, Martinelli ends up getting the ball and I mean dispatches the ball with an Henri type finish to go 4-0 uh, up and then 88th minute Marquinhos with a deft cross I mean that's something I think we're actually looking more for in in what Vieira should be offering for the team but I mean Marquinhos fantastic little cross to the far post Havertz ends up collecting on the chest and then half volleys pass the keeper Petrovic and Arsenal go 5 up and that's game set and match yeah, it was a really five-star performance um, by the Gunners. And I think, you know, I know it's pre-season, but it's the type of performances you give in pre-season that makes you look forward to the season, man. Right? Like, you know, you get a ton of iffy performances. And today was one of those games where we just, you know, show that we're kicking into the gear. And I think, you know, as we head on to the, the, the Man United game, I think, you know, it, a lot of Arsenal fans can be confident because... You know, we've been doing the business and you know, maybe there's more to come where it seems, you know, United almost like the old Arsenal where, you know, you sign a goalkeeper and, and, and like a Mason Mount. And, you know, that's probably it for them. You know, maybe one one more signing. But, I mean, we're still looking like, you know, that, that maybe it could be more to come. Yeah. Now, look, I just the, the topic I wanted to bring up from earlier on was, look, there was like... Uh, like a real sort of backlash in the, the sports media in the States um, about, you know, saying how Arsenal took the game was like far too serious. And I mean, like, like from me to you and I mean, from me, like having to having watched the game, I had no qualms with the way Arsenal played the game because um, 
this game was also being a, it's like a real preparation game for the new campaign. But when you, even anybody, I mean, this goes now for anybody. If you ever watch uh, like the, the full match again, you can see the MLS All Stars were also going in with hefty challenges, and that is not how you play a friendly anyway. So we were like, because look, Arteta also said post match, he had no problems with the physicality that that uh, that MLS All Stars brought to the game, because he said that also kind of bodes well for us when we, you know, have to play even more competitive games. And as you said. It's now the next few games are going to be now that we're going to have to crank it up a level, crank it up a level like that as as our position you know improves and getting closer and closer to the Premier League season. Yeah, I know it. Uh, I think it it needs to. Um, I don't know. Ask a question with regards to Thomas Party. Is he was 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 he is he still part of this thing or is he like the the squad? Did you mention him coming on in the match or is he not? been phased in here to the preseason properly. Now the thing was uh, um middle of last week, um look, I don't know if you heard also of Smith Rowe, because after that uh under twenty ones competition he got you know he was not allowed to be uh you know given extra weeks off you know to go on holiday. Because look he's been he's gone like from a you know okay partly broken season to Saying the tournament and now, you know, having to like, probably come back for duty, but like Arsenal wanted him to take a break, but he actually declined the um, extended break. So he's joined up and Thomas Part is also joined up already because okay. uh, they were already t- like, taking part in that intensive training sessions. I think it was yesterday and I mean, they are in contention for this United game also coming up now. So. Next up, as you said, Man United at the Midlife Stadium in New Jersey. I think the weather should be quite humid and hot there. But I mean, uh, look, I think like Trusty said the other day already that email is challenging. Um, that they were struggling a bit with that humidity because they said even if you just walk out of the tunnel, you were already sweating like you ran like five minutes. And like that. that is how how humid the weather is right now in the states, and that especially the the western side, eastern side of the states. So, um, from what I heard is, this like, since the, like an early evening kickoff, it should be all right for the players because I think I think the eighteen should be a bit cooler as well. So, it should be an entertaining game because, I mean, look, what I just find funny was like getting the build up to this game now. The, the United fans are very much, you know, like you know, this, this is it, this is it. But now I'm thinking, look, Arsenal had like easily two weeks or a week and a half. Of acclimatizing to the weather, and from what I heard, also one of the journalists that watch Arsenal regularly there on this uh, campaign, he said they're having like three, um, three sessions a day, like with different intensities and that. So I mean, uh, I, I mean, I think it could be a hectic game because Leeds, look, when when United played Leeds uh, about a week and a half ago, they were two no, but I mean, okay, that was like their youngsters versus uh, the majority of Leeds youngsters. Then came the game um, when was it in when they played again in Edinburgh against who's the last team they played against uh, Lyon. That was like a one 0 win, but you'd think they played uh, you know almost like a worldy of a team. So I just think I, I think uh, that game tonight will show also a lot of things. Like where each team is in the like in their preparations, and I'm like, look, I'm gonna call it now already. I just think Arsenal are a golfer ahead of them already. Sure, that's 
That's something you know wouldn't yeah, just, say. I'm not putting my neck on the line here. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying I think in terms of where how far we've come over the past few years, I mean, you know, we would always be we would worry taking on United because I think they would always have a superior, you know, squad or superior, you know, mental edge over us. But I think, you know, the roles have reversed now. And I think what you're saying is is true with the fact that, you know, we seem the team as more complete and ready to go. Because look, I, I just think, look, with their team tonight, they're probably going to go like half, half. Because, uh, look, they've not got, I don't know if you heard, they got Johnny Evans now also. Yeah. So, I just think, you know, sort of like, if you take weather conditions, you're going to take our teams of acclimatized and you're also like through the age. Like, I just think Arsenal, like, Look, as I said, United might have younger players, but also have younger players that are almost like in the sort of that high performance level in their careers right now. So you're going to see a sort of a tempo and level of football that, that that could be even tough for United to handle. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Because, I mean, when you look at that, that people like, um, say, Kivio, he's getting more and more comfortable in that, and he's even like grasping the inverted role now as, as a, a, a left-back. <clears throat> and then you look at that Timber, and I mean, look, there's that little bit I've watched of Timber so far. Look, I thought it's going to be, you know, a big kind of transition. But I mean, at the, the way he played in that little cameo that he had, that, like some of the MLS players did not know what to do because at one point he's playing right back. So now, since they were already on the back foot, Wayne Rooney was like, had his players kind of, you know, like mark him, try to man mark him. But then at, at one point, that Timber's like playing left back, left sided, we or left winger, and then, and of course that guy is all thinking, shit, I can like you know run across there and, and and give up my position to leave that old gaping uh, right flank there. So it's like he he puts the sort of doubt in in place, and that's why I'm actually looking forward to him playing tonight and and kind of really overworking that 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 youngsters or whoever has to mark him on that flank. Yeah, no, I think Arsenal are gonna try to, you know, show that they, 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 they ready to take it up a notch, you know, and and show that they was ready for this this Premier League season. Just as good to get some minutes for them under the belt and and, and integrate certain players, and hopefully we see, you know, maybe a bit more part. Yes, and I don't know what what what's gonna be his, um, you know, conclusion with him. Is he gonna stay, or is he gonna decide? You know, just get another. You know, maybe go to Saudi. Yeah. And I mean, look, now we now, um, when we move on from that game now, we we um, play Barcelona next Thursday. And I mean, that's going to be also very interesting because, um, you know, with, with uh, Barcelona's preparations already came underway quite early on. But I mean, it's like they also had a lot of, not only youngsters that they're now drafting in this squad, but they also allowed... Like, you know, Busquets and Alba to leave to Inter Miami. And I don't know what other exits they still have. So there's still sort of unsurety of which direction they're going. Plus, they still had like a little contingent that also went to the that under 21 uh, championships that they had early on uh, for, this, for Spain. So, I mean, that's going to be also a good test for Arsenal. And an interesting one in your household as well. If, 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 if. Your daughter ended up watching the game as well. Yeah, I think, but I mean, she's more interested now in um, 
with Man City being in, in um, South Korea, since she's very into the the K-pop stuff. So I think that from what I heard is going to be like a whole, like a, uh, what's it? Super Bowl uh, like with K-pop stars, that the, the off-time shows that they have. And they're going to do something like it when they play, I think, Atletico Madrid in, in, in South Korea. But I mean, it's actually amazing when you watch also how, you know, our teams are spread over the world right now because you've got Liverpool in them in, in Singapore. You've got Man City. Yeah, okay, Man City is South Korea. And then you've got like a batch of teams that are playing in Australia, like West Ham and Tottenham. And then you've got a batch of teams playing in the like in the USA then, like in different areas. Because I mean, even Sunderland, can you believe it, are playing in, in their pre preseason stuff of playing it in the States. Sure. No, that's crazy. Hmm? And I mean, Rexham played now. What's it? They played Chelsea the other night. Uh, okay, how what was the result there? Uh, 5 0. 5 0. Oh, okay. Sure. But you could see the, the golf. Fan, but I mean, from what I heard now, when United have to play them next week, um, they're actually just going to let the academy players play, not let any seniors play. Just United to... now or, 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 or Rexham? United. United. No, Rexham will play the first team. But. Um, United are going to roll it there, uh, you know, B-team players next weekend. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah are you feeling about this, you know, after seeing this, this, this performance against, um, against MLS All-Stars, do you, do you feel that um, you're feeling more and more confident? Do you think that your nice yeah. result will, will, you know, if Arsenal don't get the result, you're happy with, well, uh, Will it impact any positivity towards the season, or do you just think it's still just be one of those games and we can work on it from here? I think it will be probably one of those games because I just think when you watch him, even in training, also it's like Arteta is pushing them to that point of you know, because look, they've been training not only like you look, many of us think okay, yeah, it's a morning training session, it's a whatever, like an evening. He's taking him training the peak sun hours there, like with it. When it's really hot, I mean, he's giving, like they're getting breaks and that, but he's pushing them to a level where they, I mean, I think they need to know for themselves. Almost like what, what's the battle here? And I think they also, almost like venting out that anger and disappointment of the end of last season, like from what I've now seen so far. Yeah, I mean, I even saw something that Rondos they did. It seems in the one way Arteta joined in, even with, it, with his players, they were really moving that ball. It just shows. Yeah, I think he, he likes having these ball players in the team that's comfortable on the ball. And I think if you just get that balance right with the proper yeah, yeah. you know, defence with that, I mean, they could look very dangerous. And I think also a big, big, big factor is going to be how he's going to use the squad. Because he needs to seriously use that squad like, like Pep was using his team. Like, especially that, that last stretch of the season where... It just looked like now nobody was not only getting injured, nobody was getting tired much and whatever, and they were just moving along like a juggernaut. And I just think that is where we were falling flat. Because look, I can tell you now straight, um, and now if you're not going to watch the game this evening, yeah, if Ben White also don't pull his socks up, I mean, you've got now uh, that guy or Timber coming in, and I mean, he's going to play a sort of different style of, of right back and he's gonna play a different sort of tempo as well, which Ben White doesn't have in his locker. That because as I said, that guy's been drifting even into holding midfield slots to to uh, attract people towards him. Because it's not like he's just opening up pockets all time for the rest of the team. It's fantastic to watch him. It's it's like a, I don't know, it's, it's like a sort of right back where 
look, I, I don't want to make no straight comparison, but it's like watching, say, like someone like Kafu. Not maybe like with, with the, the, the right wing bombing at, at, at coming in, but just that way, you, you are the, you are like, say, you're the attacking player, but yet you have to also defend more because this, this right back is going to come with a different type of football that you're used to. Yeah, I, I, I think Timber is going to give us a lot of very versatility because, I mean, you know, you can even sometimes, if, if they decide, you know, to go, you know, like almost like a, a back three, almost with um, the likes of White, Saliba and Gabriel, and you have Timber that slots in almost as a, as a you know, that second defensive midfielder with Rice. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good thing, a good look to see what the squad has, and I think... It's important what you mentioned of, um, you know, rotating the squad well enough. Because, I mean, like you said, you mentioned Saka being, you know, you can see the guy has been arrested. So, you saw what City did last season with like the likes of De Bruyne or whatever. You know, you, you would keep him on the bench where possible. And, you know, the team that he puts out on the field needs to go and do the job. And, yeah. and they did it. And, and we're wondering that, like, Saka would have to play... Tuesday, Wednesday, I mean, Wednesday, Saturday, and then the Thursday, or, or you know, then we play a Premier League game on the Sunday, he has to play, and then he has to start the next Saturday. So, certain players' legs ran out. Um, yeah, yeah. But the interesting you mentioned of that Ben White thing, like, was Ben White, you know, performance not up to scratch in the in the MLS game, or was it just that, you know, Timber seems a cut above at the moment? I think it was, the thing is, it was trying, but then he was like, kind of overplaying it or like I, I mean the one thing we did get like somewhat angry with him was like he almost got one of our players also injured where you know he gave one of those hospital passes and I mean you could see the pass wasn't on and by the time our guy went for it I think it was Jorginho or Trossa where they ended up getting clattered because you know the, the pass was too short and not you know timed right um but that being said it was actually good to also watch him because when we started doing the tactical adjustments, to see him back at centre-back again, because when they hold Saliba off, like, you know, because I mean, Saliba had a decent shift, a great shift, actually. Um, by the time that, because then he went in his old position, and I mean, he looked again, you know, like a, a what's the hand in the glove, if it was like a perfect fit when he went in at centre-back. Yeah, I mean, we're going to need that, so, you know, well, I hope now maybe he get pushed more and plays his natural position. Yeah. So if you have anything else, I mean, we're gonna wrap up the podcast. So do you have anything else more to say before? No, we no, no, I'm good. Okay. So hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the match this evening. Take care, guys. Bye. Cheers, guys. And